This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open, James Jones, touchdown, Raiders! I'm not a big gambler, I only play the slots, because you know what they say, scared money, don't make money, and I got scared money. Rodgers, to the end zone, caught for the touchdown, James Gruden has not coached since 2008. So what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Cali swag. What's good, Raider Nation? This is Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our good friends at Bet Online, Pepsi, and Indeed. I'm Fallon Smith. James Jones will join me in just a second. I know, Raider Nation, you are having a great week after the Raiders' big win over the Panthers on Sunday. We are recording this on Tuesday, September 15th. On this episode, we will recap and react to the Raiders' week one win. We will see how our bold predictions played out. We will discuss the impact having no fans made. And we will look ahead to week two against the Saints. But first, I want to start off with some injuries news or lack thereof. Right tackle Trent Brown, he left the game with a calf injury. Linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski, he suffered a pectoral injury. According to reports, the Raiders are optimistic, so that's really good news. We'll see. Swing tackle Sam Young, he suffered a groin injury. On Monday, Gruden didn't have an injury update for those guys. Um, As of this morning, Tuesday morning, nothing either. We'll get more into the Brown situation a little later in the show. Um, As you know, Henry Ruggs, he went out after tweaking his knee, but then he came back in and served more as a decoy the rest of the game. And with that said, time now to bring in my guy, Super Bowl champion and current NFL Network analyst, James DeAndre Jones. (laughs) I love calling you by your government name. JJ. <laughs> Nobody else does. I see that. I'll take it. Hey, my mama do sometimes when I'm acting up still at, at, at 30, what about 36? At 36 <laughs> years old, she still calls me by my government. <laughs> by your government name? <laughs> well, uh, week one is now in the books. I'm, I'm sure you're pretty excited that you just had your first weekend of NFL football. Real football. Absolutely, man. I mean, a lot of guys that I talked to didn't even think that we would make it to the start. And we just had a successful week one season. Some mm-hmm. people have fans in the stands. Some people didn't. But 
either way, the quality of the game was up. It was exciting. I was tuned in, watching, yelling at the TV, cheering on all my homeboys and all that good stuff, man. So it was good to have some football back. Well, this is obviously Keeping It 300, a Raiders podcast. So we're going to discuss the Raiders. So to recap, the Raiders grabbed the first win in Las Vegas Raiders franchise history. They edged the Panthers 34-30. to We didn't know what to expect, you know, without any preseason games, without any fans. The Raiders started off, obviously, a little slow on both sides of the ball. I wasn't surprised there. You know, the Raiders' offense went three and out to start the game. Uh, Raiders' defense, some poor tackling I saw early. Tried to arm tackle a guy like Christian McCaffrey. That's not going to get the job done, y'all. But then they found their footing, finally, and... It was the young guys, James, who really set the tone. We had Josh Jacobs on offense, 93 yards on the ground, another 46 receiving. He ran in three touchdowns. Many fantasy owners totally pumped about that. Of course, my sister, she was just killing it in our league. She had not only Josh Jacobs, she also had your guy, Devontae Adams. So anyway, I know. So she balled out. And then uh, Jonathan Abram on defense, of course, he was flying around. He led the team with 13 tackles, including a huge hit. On Christian McCaffrey, you could hear it loud and clear through the TV, especially without any fans, you know, in the stadium. And then, of course, our guy Derek Carr was efficient, 22 of 30, 239 yards, one beautiful, beautiful touchdown throw to Nelson Aguilar. Uh, He had no interceptions. He didn't take a single sack. He threw to nine different receivers, um, but... It was the ground and pound game that got the job done, just like you said the Raiders would do, J.J. And then finally the defense, you know, made a huge stop on fourth down to seal the game. But overall, what is your biggest takeaway from the game? My biggest takeaway from the game, number one, uh, I'm just going to say I told you so because we knew it was going to be some ground (laughs) and pound and play action pass. But my biggest takeaway takeaway from the game is the fourth – down stop that the Raiders got mm-hmm. and for, for me that is that is what you want to see from your young defense and yes they gave up a lot of points but when you finish the game like that it just breathes confidence in you yeah. you know and it lets you know that hey we can be the defense that we want to be we can't stop people because if you watch that game you got to understand man this offense is going to be explosive that's their first game together with everybody I loved how they moved everybody around Henry around they hit the ball off sometimes they threw him some some uh some uh fly sweeps out of the backfield yes. they they gave him some reverses they took some shots down the field with him so they were moving these guys all over the field obviously they ground and pound with Jacob but listen we said it all off season long if we are going to have a football season for the raiders to have success and win ball games the defense is going to have to step up. True. And when the defense needed to step up, they stepped up and they made a play and they got it done because if they don't make that play, Carolina probably going to go down there and score and we're going to be looking like the same old Raiders with a week one loss. <laughs> yes. But the defense stepped up, the defense stepped up and they got it done and they're equal to W. And I was just proud to see that, man, because, hey, they buckled up. Hey, got up under their shoulder pads and went, and went and got that stop, man. So that was that was big to see by that Raiders defense. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, my biggest takeaway or takeaways is, even though this isn't really a big takeaway because I think everybody knew this, but Josh Jacobs is elite. Yeah. <laughs> Point blank period. You know, one of the best in the game. 
But what I like is that he's getting involved in the passing game, and that's something that he wanted to improve on, you know, entering the season. And also, I was pretty surprised that Devontae Booker had a pretty big role uh, during the game. I think he had nearly 30 yards on the ground, maybe 29 yards on the ground. He had 23 yards uh, receiving. He's a nice addition, man. Um, I also think with all the weapons that the Raiders have on offense and only one ball to go around, as we know, it's really going to be a different guy who shines each week. You know, it may not be Jacobs. It may be Ruggs one week. It may be Waller another week. It may be Renfro another week. You know, obviously it all depends on matchups. Um, and then, of course, on defense, Still some leaks, of course. It's preseason, guys, okay? We already knew that there was going to ha- be some issues to, to work out. All teams are dealing with this. But with the young secondary, if you take away, I don't know if you saw this, your boy, Robbie Anderson, mm-hmm. but if you take away Damon Arnett getting beat on the double move by Robbie Anderson that resulted in a 75-yard touchdown, it would actually have been a pretty solid day for the Raiders secondary. Yeah. But again, it's early with no preseason. All teams are working out some rust, you know, figuring out who they are, uh, what they're made of. But overall, I was impressed. And who cares? At the end of the day, a win is a win. But uh, James, unfortunately, there were some injuries. Mm, I went over them before you came on. Trent Brown being the biggest concern and for many reasons, JJ, I don't know if you, I, I know you stay off social media, so you don't see all the little rumors and whispers going on. But, you know, he's one of the highest paid guys on the team. He's going to make $21.5 million this year, regardless if he plays another snap. He missed most of training camp, right, with the calf injury. Then he only played three snaps on Sunday before going out with the calf injury. Apparently on the radio broadcast, Lincoln Kennedy said, Trent Brown doesn't love football. And he isn't really all in with the Raiders. Now, I don't know how much truth there is to that, if any. But what we do know is the coaches are very frustrated. He's been injured dating back to last year. Gruden, as we know, doesn't have patience for injured players. I want to know what you think of this, James. He kind of threw a little shade, in my opinion, uh, when discussing Henry Ruggs coming back into the game playing through a knee injury. Okay, He said, I like the fact that he came back and played through something. That's what great ones do. They play through pain. They play through difficult situations. He did that. <laughs> hmm, it's a little shade, little shade, little shade. Shots fired. So, JJ, what do you make of this whole Trent Brown situation? We have some early drama with the Raiders, apparently. I don't know, man. It's, it's always tough for me for to say someone doesn't love football. Mm-hmm. You know, because you never really know what that person's going through. Yep. You you never you never you never know what's going on, and you're not a mind reader. Yeah. You don't <laughs> you don't know what this dude loves, man. And I mean, I watched him last year in training camp, man. And love football is not what came off when I seen him play and blocking these dudes. <laughs> yeah. Last season. So listen, I've been injured before. I mean, everybody who's played football, played sports, sports have been injured before. And when you have lingering injuries. Sometimes that can mess with you mentally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's really nothing the coaches could do. It's nothing your teammates could do. It's nothing your family could do. It's just messing with you mentally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if he's been sitting out of training camp for a careful. I don't know how serious it is. I'm not in the building. I don't know if he's lying to the coaches. I don't know none of that. You know what I'm saying? But if you're out for a careful and then you get in the game and three plays in, you pull it again, that stuff is frustrating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So – I know one thing we always say. Now, me, you know me. 
if my leg ain't falling off, I'm going back in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just how I was built mentally. If my arm ain't falling off, I'm going back in the game. You know what I mean? But whenever you come into an injury, you always ask the trainers, can I hurt it more? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If the answer is no, hey, say no more. Give me my helmet. I'm buckling up. I'm going back in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if I can hurt it more and possibly be out for longer in this season, Hey, just keep me out week one so I can rehab this thing and get better. So I don't know the guy personally, so I'm not going to say he doesn't love football. I ain't been around him that long, you know what I mean? But we will see because if it's a calf strain or anything like that and they haven't came out and said anything's torn, that means he should be able to bounce back and bounce back quick and play. And if he lets this thing linger and go on for five, six weeks, then, yeah, we probably got our answer, man. He really don't want to be out there playing football right now. Now, is this true? Because I know some coaches do this. They use the media to speak to the players. So the fact that John Gruden did say great players play through pain. Was he sending a message to Trent Brown? So I just I just heard you all wrong. I thought you said after the game they talked to Trent Williams and he I mean they talked to they told my man name. Trent Brown. They talked to Trent Brown. And he said great players play through the no, pain. No, Gruden, Gruden said. said great players play through pain. Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. That shot's fired with a shotgun, a 45, a 22. <laughs> <laughs> that shot's fired at Trent Brown for sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness, for sure. That's what that, I was trying to tell you, bro. Come on, oh, now. Yeah, it's it's no questions asked, man. That shot's fired. This young fella comes out there, sprains his knee. <laughs> you come out there, little calf strain. You don't run 4-3. I know big dudes <laughs> push on you. I'm not saying O-line is easy to play. <laughs> I know it's hard blocking them big, big dudes up front. But listen, man, you come back out there for your team if it means something to you. If it means something to you and your teammates mean something to you, like I said, my leg has to be falling off. Arm has to be falling off for me not to play in the game. You know what I mean? Obviously, Henry Ruggs has the same mentality. You know what I mean? Shoot, I'm coming back in this ball game. So absolutely, that shot's fired, you know, at Trent Brown. Mm-hmm. At 100%. I remember, I remember uh, when I was playing, I had broke my ribs. Yeah. Sprained my knee. I was banged up. I didn't miss a practice. I didn't miss a game, mm. right? We had a receiver. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> we had a receiver have a little hamstring pull, and he missed five weeks. We oh. had another receiver in the room who had a sprained ankle, and he missed a little over five weeks. Edgar Bennett was my receiver coach at the time, same receiver coach at the, as the Raiders. Yeah. So I'm not surprised Henry Ruggs went back in the game. Yeah. But he called not only the receiver room up, but the whole team up and basically said, I don't want to hear none of y'all excuses. I got a dude in my room right now that's peeing blood <laughs> and a knee sprain and he ain't missed a practice or a game. Mm. And you're all over here missing practice for hamstrings and all that type of stuff. Memo, memo to the team, boy. You better stop being soft <laughs> and you better come out there and we're trying to get to where we're trying to go. You know yeah. what I mean? And even fire shots at the whole team. Like, y'all over here complaining about little hamstrings and little ankle sprains and all that. I got cricks in your neck and all that, man. It's showtime, man. 
All right, we all know that you are going to have to play through injuries after the first practice of training camp. After the first Saturday practice, everybody's sore and injured. You're going to have to play through pain the whole season. So, absolutely, Gruden is shooting shots. For real, for real. <laughs> for real, for real. I mean, and the thing is, this is a guy who's getting paid $21.5 million this year. So, you got to be available. You got to be on the field. But technically, he's still going to get paid that, even if he's not on the field. So, he wins either way. But, however, you know, you want respect from your teammates? Show up. That's my opinion. But... Honestly, if he is injured, let's not hate on <laughs> let's not hate on Trent. If he really is trying to play through it and he just can't, my bad, Trent. My bad. Um, but the good news is Sam, uh, well, actually, it's actually bad news. Sam Young, he filled in at right tackle, but then he got injured, right? The swing tackle. Then he got injured. So then Denzel Good had to step up, and he actually did a great job. Mind you, he hadn't taken a snap even practiced at right tackle and he was plugged right in there and did his thing so hopefully the Raiders can move on without him if they if they have to um but let's talk about Henry Ruggs the Raiders first round draft pick he finished with three catches for 55 yards uh he had two carries for 11 yards all of those stats came in the first half because again he got banged up and he was mostly used as a decoy in the second half when he did play. Um, he had one big catch, JJ, for 45 yards. He beat the DB. He looked like he was jogging, right? That's how fast Henry Ruggs is. Just burners. So it gets me excited, you know, for what he can do moving forward. Hopefully that knee isn't an issue. But what did you see from him early on? You did mention it earlier in the podcast. But... Just the speed that he has, something that the Raiders have not seen in years. No, I mean, like I said, they they moved him all over the field, and they you could tell they put an emphasis on y'all finna see this speed early and often. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if you and if you want to come up here, yeah. we finna blow by you. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we just and I thought it was excellent by Gruden doing that, taking some shots early. Just to lighten that load for Josh Jacobs. Yep. You know what I mean? Because if you see we're going to take shots with Henry Ruggs, we're going to run the – I mean, you're going to back up and we're going to run this thing with Josh Jacobs. But I loved how they used him, man. I mean, and the best thing you can do for a young player like that is get him involved early. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they, and they came out and the emphasis was to get the ball in his hands early, man. And they threw him some, They threw him a couple quick passes early. They handed it off to him early. He was able to use his speed and, and get some positive yards. And then the shot play down the field, you know, uh, it was a big-time play. And if D.C. could put a little bit more mustard on it, then I know you oh. did the first game it's first game action, you know what I mean? So you guys still get used to each other. I mean, it ain't it ain't practice and all that type of stuff, you know what I mean? So, you know, that that stuff's going to take some time to get chemistry. But if when they do start getting chemistry, man, this is going to be a dangerous connection, man, because this kid can really fly and play. And Gruden is doing an excellent job of moving him around, giving him some opportunities to make plays. So I loved everything I've seen from him. I think he's only going to get better, especially if he, if he can stay healthy, if that knee ain't too serious. And I think he'll do big things this season. If uh, Derek Carr kind of flattened that throw a little bit, hey, that was a would-be touchdown. But it's cool they won. I ain't hating on my boy DC. Absolutely, you can't you can't argue the W's, no matter how you get them. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. All right, we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will look back on last week's bold predictions, see if any of them came true, and then we will look ahead to Week Two, Raiders, Saints. Monday Night Football. Can't wait. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
the Wire listeners, as you know, this football season looks a little different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Now, for me, I'll just be chilling at the crib with my husband and son all season, which is great. Week one, it was awesome. The Raiders got the W, and I cannot wait for the rest of the season. And if you're like me, I love a good cold drink while watching the game. And Pepsi is the refreshment that I need and you need to power through game day. Pepsi fuels the very passionate fan, and I know I'm one of them. Because Pepsi isn't just made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. So even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. And Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Now, unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time. And there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And get this, guys, right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free, yes, free, $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and see it fast. So try Indeed out with a free, again, free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is the best offer available anywhere, I promise you. So again, go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right, we are back. All right, now what I want to do now is go over our bold predictions from last week and see if any of them came true. <laughs> so we're going to start with mine, all right? I think I did a little better than you, JJ, uh, when it comes to our bold predictions. You did talk about how the game was going to play out as far as like the ground and pound game, but you're a little off with your bold predictions. So my bold predictions, I was off too for a couple of them. Uh, I said Cleveland Farrell was going to get two sacks. That didn't happen. Okay, as a team, they only got one sack. But he did make the game-winning stop on fourth down. He stuffed the fullback on fourth and inches uh, with just a little over, what, a minute left in the game. So that was huge, but he did not get two sacks. So wrong on that. I also said Brian Edwards was going to have a coming-out party and have more yards than Henry Ruggs. Didn't happen. (laughs) One catch for nine yards. Still early. A lot of weapons, only one ball to go around. <laughs> All right, my third bold prediction was that the Raiders will edge the Panthers 28-24. to Now, I didn't get the final score right, but I was right on the money <laughs> about the four-point game, JJ. I was right Good on morning. the money. So I went to Vegas and bet on the skull. I know, man. <laughs> damn. But anyway, so as far as you go, so you said what? Raiders would have five sacks. Nope, 
One sec. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. Hey, come on, defense. <laughs> Raiders only had one sack as a team, and it was a combined sack. Um, Hunter Renfro will have 10 catches. No. How many have? Two for 21. Two? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I want to say I've seen them two, too. God, I see. I know it was early on, too. Uh, and then Raiders would blow out the Panthers. <laughs> That was just a, <laughs> hey, that, they should have blew him out. They should have blew him out. Actually, they should have. They should have blew. Him. They should have blew him out, man. But hey, you know that's why they call bold predictions, man. You know what I mean? You go on the limb, you say <laughs> bold stuff, and you hope it's gonna happen, man. But hey, the last one should have happened. They should have blew them boys out, man. But they they want to do it the right way in style, each <laughs> one. But it's all right. It's coming. It's funny, you do make a lot of bold predictions and hot takes on the NFL Network. That's what you're known for, actually. <laughs> sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes people be hating on, hating on you on social media, talking about you crazy. Sometimes they're like, J.J. was spot on, so, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and only then what they need to know is J.J. don't even be on social media, so you're talking to the air, really. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a fact. You know what's funny? You did say that they they were going to play a lot of twelve personnel, right? So like I was like you know trying to count the tight ends. I was trying to like zoom in on yeah. my phone because that's where I had to watch the game. Oh, because I was traveling. But guess what? I did see JJ. Okay. I was like, hold up, one, two, three, three tight ends on the field. Yeah. Run, running back, one wide receiver. That's is that thirteen personnel, James? Is that? 13 personnel? You know what? Each each uh, each team calls that different, man. We ain't run a lot of three tight end sets, so we call it a jumbo personnel. Oh, like a jumbo package. Yeah, you put three tight ends on the field, and then you got a running back in the backfield. So we called it we called it our jumbo our jumbo package. But some yeah, some teams do switch it up. Call it all type of different twenty two personnel. <laughs> yeah. They just got all type of stuff. But we 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 call it a jumbo. But um, I'm telling you, man, a team to keep four tight ends. You know, they started the game in 12 personnel. Darren yeah. Waller and uh, and uh, Jason Wynn went out there, and they went out there with two wide receivers and Josh Jacobs. So yep. 12 personnel is going to be a big part of what they do. And, shoot, from watching this game on uh, last Sunday, jumbo package might be the next thing they do because if you can't stop Walter Payton, uh, what uh, John Gruden said, <laughs> yeah. if you can't stop Walter Payton, then you're going to be in trouble. And Josh Jacobs looked every bit of the part. So For sure. you better believe Payton's going to try to come stop him. But you got to try to find ways to get him to rock. Now let's talk about something that was obviously very interesting and every team, for the most part, had to deal with, except for, I think, the five teams who have decided to let fans inside their stadium this season, even though it's, you know, like 20% or below. No fans on Sunday. Most definitely made things a little weird, a little awkward, especially because they were pumping in crowd noise, James, and it didn't really even match up with the plays. So, you know, you had all this cheer, and you're like, oh, are they busting for a big play? And you look down, you're like, one-yard pickup? Bro, what? You know? The players, they even said it was tough to get going early, you know, tough to, to get the energy up, ramp up the energy. But I thought, and as I mentioned earlier, Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Abram really helped get the guys hyped, you know, on both sides of the ball. The big plays that Josh Jacobs made and the big hits um, and tackles that Jonathan Abram made. Because Abram, you saw 24 just flying around on the field. So he was like the hype man uh, for the defense. But with that said, you can hear every single call in the stadium. So it was probably weird just even watching the game, James. It was hilarious. You heard Derek Carr audible 
Cindy Gruden, Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with that said, you know, how does this change the way the team's game plan each week? And I mean, even the adjustments that they have to make throughout the course of the game, because you'll have to change some of the calls throughout the game, right? Because teams will catch on eventually. Well, no, you do not have to change some of the calls, Fallon. And this is the reason why. Hmm. Because when we used to when we used to play people that were on our team and went to the other teams and, you know, you kind of nervous about him spreading your signals or telling people what you guys do. All right, we used to go in a game like, look, we're going to use the same signals. We're going to use the call, same calls. But, hey, every time we use it, it's going to be a double move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you can tell your DB, hey, that's a hitch route coming. Hit and go. And then we're 80 yards faster, and you ain't listening to that guy over there tell you nothing else. So <laughs> they, could come, they could come out next week. D.C. could say Tiger Woods, and it could be to the other side. Oh, true. You know what I'm saying? So as a defense, you really just got to play your keys because you don't you don't know what they got going on, even if they are saying the same signals. But I thought it was good for the fans to hear that, man, to see the to hear the old line audible and all that got to pick up and do their job and all the communication that goes on up front, just being able to hear those guys up there, even hearing the frustration of the players when they don't make a play or when they do make a play. I just thought that was good for the fans to hear. But I knew that was going to happen, man. But listen, as I was watching the game, after the first drive for everybody, and I watched a couple games, after that first drive for everybody, mm-hmm. they all looked at each other and was like, okay, now it's a football game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could, tell, you could tell the game started getting amped up, man, because you could tell they started playing like fans was in there. But in the beginning, you could tell some teams came out flat, looked like it was a scrimmage, scrimmage. and all that. Mm-hmm. After that first drive, they, got, they started kicking that thing up, man, and, and playing football. So um, I think it's going to take some getting used to, you know what I mean, not having fans out there, but – we all know when you walk into a stadium and you see another team in a different uniform and you see paper fans up there and you see them cr- cranking up noise in the, uh, in, the, in the stadium, you, you start to realize, okay, this is a ball game. This will, this will mean something. And you could tell after the first drive of a lot of games that I watched that these guys were like, okay, we're in the fight now. We're in the game. Let's go out here and do what we do. See, you said that teams don't have to adjust when it comes to the play calls, et cetera. But John Gruden actually said that they do. Well, number one, Gruden has to come out and say that because you're not going to say, oh, yeah, we're changing Tiger Woods. You know? Oh, you know what? You're so right. <laughs> you, know, you know, so Gruden's going to have to come out and say things like that, you know what I mean, just to keep the defense on their toes. But I'm telling you, man, you run Tiger Woods one time and go the other way, everything is out of the window. You know what I'm saying? As a defense, as a defensive coordinator, everything is out of the window. Now, what I will look for, Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's signals. You know what I mean? That's what you will look for because nine times out of ten, a lot of signals don't change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, but they don't have to use signals right now because there ain't no crowds and stuff in there. You know what I mean? So that's something that you would change because you could pick up on signals and all that on and watch a film study and all that. So you might have to change some of that. We used to know DBs. Do, do different stuff all the time with their hands, communicating with their fellow DBs. We know, okay, cover two coming. All right, cover four coming, you know. So so hand signals is big. But just talking, I mean, shoot, no. Okay. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like you have to change that because you can always say that and switch it to the day and other side. You don't know what's coming. Okay. Well, guess what, guys? We got to move ahead to week two. Woo-hoo! 
I am excited for this because the Raiders will make their debut. Let me say this one last. Let me say this. Let me say this one last thing though about this uh, stuff. Oh, so, what? all these defensive linemen know that these quarterbacks are going to use hard counts now, and you can hear it loud and clear, right? Yeah. Fallon, do not jump off sides. He's gonna use the hard count. All right, all week long. All right, you know what I'm saying? These quarterbacks get out there, blue not. And all these dudes jumping off sides, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So it don't matter what you hear; you don't know what's coming. That's very <laughs> Aaron true. Riders, DC, all them boys—they know the hard count coming, but they have no clue what it's on, when it's coming. All these boys jumping off sides, man. So as a defense, play your play your scheme. Don't be out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, JJ. I'll let I'll let all the D linemen know on the Raiders. Okay, uh, Coach JJ, GM JJ. In full effect. All right, so up next, the Raiders make their debut in their new stadium, their new $2 billion state-of-the-art stadium, Allegiant Stadium. I'm very excited about this. Not excited that there's not going to be fans, but either way, we get to see the masterpiece that is Allegiant Stadium. So Raiders versus Drew Brees and the Saints on Monday Night Football. Saints coming off a huge win against Tom Brady and the Bucks. A big note, though, big note coming into this game. Michael Thomas, as you know, he only had three catches for 17 yards. He was playing through a high ankle injury. So he suffered a high ankle injury during the game. He said he's going to play through it. Not gonna, We're not going to know, you know if this is going to affect him or not, but we shall see. Um, and then, obviously, we know Alvin Kamara um, is a beast. So before we get to our bold predictions, so don't give it away yet, J.J., what do you think overall about this matchup? I'm pretty pumped, actually. Are you? Because I'm not. You're not? <laughs> what? Why aren't you pumped? Because you, you're scared? Yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm scared a little bit because I, I seen what Drew Brees and that offense did last week. And it's not it's not Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's what, you know, I'm, I'm a little scared about, you know. Do I have confidence that we can get it done? Yes, but I'm a little scared about that. We gave up that many points to Teddy Bridgewater and that Panthers offense who I feel like is not ready, you know, to do any type competing this season, in my humble opinion. I feel like they probably going to be at the bottom of the barrel in that division. You know, I mean, they got a lot of rebuilding to do. So you got Drew Breezy and the Saints coming in, man, and Michael Thomas will play, and even if he's out there on the football field at 50%, he's going to demand a lot of attention. Yeah, You got Emmanuel Sanders, who came on late in the game. Obviously, you have, you know, 41 in the backfield, Taysom Hill. They just do a lot of different, different things. Stuff. You know what I mean? So, from looking at it from a defensive standpoint, trying to slow down Drew Brees and a young defense, that's the thing that scares me, man. Because if you watch a lot of the young secondaries guard some of these veteran receivers um, over this past weekend, it was not not a good outing for none of these teams mm. with these young fellas. So this is going to be a heck of a test for, for our young defense and our young secondary to be able to compete and to really see what they're made of and to really test and see where they're at, you know, early in the season. So, yes, I'm scared because it's Drew Brees and his team, but, you know, we'll see. Well, here's the thing. Going into this game, you obviously know, and Gruden knows, and, and the young guys know, listen, this is a veteran quarterback in Drew Brees, a future Hall of Famer in Drew Brees, one of the best to ever do it. 
Guess what great veterans do, great veteran quarterbacks do? They pick on the young guys. Now, the thing is, there's a lot of young guys on the Raiders secondary, so you do have, you know, your choice, your your choosing. With, with that said, I think that the front seven, they're going to step up and get a lot of pressure on Drew Brees. And without any of these X's and O's, just a really stupid reason why I think the Raiders are going to win. So don't freaking bash me for this. But I just remembered 2016 when the Raiders went to New Orleans. My thought, right, going in there in 2016 was, obviously these are two different teams, but I was like, yo, we facing Drew Brees, we on the road, man, he gonna kill us, right? But then, what happened? (laughs) We ended up coming out with the W. So, I'm just telling myself, you know, at home, debut in Allegiant Stadium, you know, there's no home field advantage either way, obviously, And I'm pretty confident. You said, you know, that the Saints offense is able to do a lot of different things. Well, the Raiders offense, with the weapons that they have, they're able to do a lot of different things. Yes, yes, Alan. And another reason why I'm scared is because this is not Carolina's defense. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, if Josh Jacobs is the elite running back that we say he is, if Henry Ruggs is the truth and has the ability to do what we think he can do. And Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. Yeah. Why, why are we scared? No, D- doesn't not... matter what defense we're, we're facing. Uh, you know, you just said that. I'm never scared. I'm always ready to go. I'll put my Raider helmet on right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But what I'm, I'm just saying, what I'm, what I'm saying is, is I'm not scared, but this is a totally different opponent than week one. You know what I mean? Like, we we cannot go out there and make the small, stupid mistakes that we made in week one because Drew Brees will make us pay. pay. Make us pay, period. And yeah. as you can see, when they played Tampa Bay last year, the stupid little mistakes that Tampa Bay made, they made them pay. Yeah, true. True, 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 true. I mean, they, 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 they made them boys pay. So this team right here, let's, let's not get it twisted, is a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. A lot of teams have the Saints in the Super Bowl. And a, mo- a lot of them have them winning the day thing, you know what I'm saying? But when you look at it, when you look at this defense, the, the the way that they are built, you know what I mean? They are built up front and built to stop the run, right? They got guys on the back end that you can say this is your side, yeah. Who come out there, yeah? You know what I mean? They got Lattimore. They got the Jack Rabbit on the other side. They got Malcolm Jenkins who can come mm-hmm. up and guard these tight ends, man to man. Like this defense is in very good hands. So I said last week, Carolina Panthers was just what the doctor ordered for the Raiders to get them started. This is not. I'm saying this week <laughs> that the New Orleans Saints is just what the doctor ordered for the Raiders to see where they are at. Oh yeah, a measuring stick. You know, are we that good of a football team that we think we are? And I know it's just, I know it's week by week. Even if they do go out here and get destroyed, it's on to the next week. If they go out here and win by 50, it's on to the next week. But this right here is one of those measuring sticks to see where are we at as a football team right now on both sides of the ball. Yep. You know what I mean? Are we that Ferrari, that offense that we say we are? You know what I mean? Was last week a fluke? of what Josh Jacobs did in Carolina. You know what I mean? And I'm not even saying what Josh Jacobs did because Josh Jacobs 
still had his flags on as he was running in the end zone. So can <laughs> so can his offensive line do the same thing to the New Orleans Saints? Are we that type of team that we can ground the pound no matter who we play? Okay. You know what I mean? And then on the outside, you know what I mean? Henry Ruggs is a heck of a challenge. We've seen what Lattimore did to Mike Evans and them boys last week in Tampa Bay. We've mm-hmm. seen Jack Rabbit pick one off and take it to the crib. This is a great challenge for those wide receivers on the outside, too. And then you go to the inside and Darren Waller and the tight ends. you got two very good safeties over there in New Orleans that can cover. You know what I mean? Sure, they put 43. I'm drawing a blank, blank on his name right now, but they put him one man-to-man on wide receivers. Then they put Malcolm Jenkins man-to-man on the tight end. So these are two athletic safeties that can cover. So I'm excited for the Raiders because this is a heck of a test to open up in Las Vegas at home. You sleep in your own bed. You come back in the stadium. You go to work. You know, I know it ain't no fans in there. Yeah. First game in Las Vegas. It's going to be crowd noise pumped in there. It's going to be the gorilla uh, um, face going to be all in the stands and all that with the pictures and all that. Yeah. You know, it's still going to be the black hole. It's going to feel game feel. It's time to go, man, and show the world, like, are the Raiders here to compete in this division? Or are they here going to be the team where we like, oh, they might not, they, they not that good yet. So this is the game where you show the world, no, we are that good. And we here and we ready to go. Okay, a couple things. One thing, Marcus Williams, I think, is who you're talking about, right? The free safety? Yes, yes, yes. Marcus Williams. Okay, so then the other thing I was going to say is, Yes, it's a measuring stick to see where they're at now. But all teams, obviously, this is like preseason for them. I feel like the first couple of games is, is preseason, right? We're not going to really know until midseason what, what the Raiders are really made of, in my opinion. Or maybe we will. But this is a measuring stick regardless. Don't lose these preseason games. Yeah, don't you? Exactly. You right, you right. Um, you right. Okay, so what I think actually, J.J., though, Tom Brady was picked off twice, right? The last game? Two costly turnovers. Derek Carr needs to have another efficient game. I'm not talking about throwing for, you know, 300 yards or anything like that. I'm just talking about no interceptions and stay upright. Get the ball out quick. He has to be smart. I think this game, like, like I, we didn't even talk about Derek Carr. We just said he was efficient early on. That's all, that's all I said, right? Because this game was obviously about the young guys and Josh Jacobs. But this next game is going to be, in my opinion, about Derek Carr. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Because for the Oakland Raiders to win this game, Derek Carr has to play, Derek Carr has to play well. Yeah, he does. And I, I, I'm all for Josh Jacobs and, and, loading that, and loading that box. And you better believe that they're going to get off the bus trying to stop Josh Jacobs. The quarterback that plays the best, they team will win. Period. Okay. All right? D.C.? All offseason we've been talking about the disrespect and all that. All right? This is the time where you go up against Drew Brees mm-hmm. and you play and you play better than him, period. Period. And will your team, and will your team to a victory. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. And I know you don't play defense, D.C. I know you can't stop to intercept Drew Brees. <laughs> I understand that. But when you get on the field, you match him. Throw for throw. Touchdown for touchdown. Light up the scoreboard. And let everybody know that I'm that dude. Yeah. Okay, well, let's wrap up with our bold predictions for week two. All right, I'm going to start. 
I guess, with my bold predictions. Um, number one, I'm going to stick with Cleland Farrell, okay? And I'm sticking with the two sacks. Don't don't hate, because listen, he had that big stop on fourth and inches. So you're going to say this every week, so one week he's going to get two. <laughs> nah, this is my only week. I have to stick with Cleland Farrell because, because I don't know, I, I just feel it. I feel it's coming through, okay? Okay. Cleland Farrell is going to have two sacks on Drew Brees. Okay. Right. Number two. Henry Ruggs gets over 100 yards and two touchdowns. I hope two touchdowns. I hope that his knee is not an issue. So if his knee's not an issue, Henry Ruggs gets over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. Number three, it's going to be a shootout, y'all. It's going to be a shootout. Raiders win, Mm. but it's going to be another close one. Going to be another close one. Dang. I feel like I'm changing my... my, uh, <laughs> I had a number. I had a number, and I think I'm gonna change it. I think I'm gonna go lower. Thirty-one to twenty-eight, Raiders. Thirty-one twenty-eight. Okay, good bowl prediction. Thirty-one twenty-eight, Raiders. Okay, my bowl prediction. All right, number one. I'm starting off with Derek Carr. Okay. He will throw for three fifty. <laughs> And four touchdowns. Shut up. That's that's 350 yards and four touchdowns. Okay, A Rob. The guy the guy that's gonna do more of the damage for him so in them three hundred and fifty yards is Darren Waller. Eleven catches, a hundred and thirty yards. Eleven <laughs> catches, a hundred and thirty yards, one touchdown. <laughs> one touchdown. My next one is Josh Jacobs, all right, will have three receiving touchdowns. Okay. He will have three receiving touchdowns. As you can see, that's Derek Carr's four touchdowns. One to Derek <laughs> three to Josh Jacobs, all right? Three receiving touchdowns, okay? All right? And that's my three bold predictions. Do I have to pick a score for the game? Sure, let's just do it, yes. <laughs> My score for the game is 35 to 42. The New Orleans Saints win. Then that's more of a shootout than I said. I put my score down. 35 42, hard fall game, but Saints coming out with the victory. Dang! They gonna put up a forty-two piece on the on the Raiders defense, Lord. Hey, until the Raiders defense show me otherwise and shut down a big time opponent, man. You know, hey, it's tough to go against them, especially go against them. You have everybody, all the Raider fans, saying, "Get Gunther out after week two. Forty-two, damn. <laughs> hey, get Gunther get out of there. <laughs> get out of there, man. You know." You're only as good as your last game. That is true. That is true. Um, all right. Well, we'll see if any of our bold predictions come true. I actually really love that you have Josh Jacobs getting three receiving touchdowns. I love that. That that's three a really receiver. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a great prediction. I was I feel like I get I go soft every week, like one of those. Yes, you do. You're not keeping it 300. You're not bold, man. No, I know. You know. I'm going to go bold next week, y'all. I'm going to go bold next week because clearly my predictions suck. <laughs> it's kind of bold to say the Raiders are going to win, right? No? Oh, it's definitely bold to say the Raiders are going to win. I just told you this team picked to go to the Super Bowl in a lot of people's minds. For some reason on here, I actually wrote, I was trying to write my bold predictions. 
I was supposed to write 31 to 28. For some reason, it is typed out as 31 to 38. So if some subconsciously <laughs> I wrote that down, that means the Raiders are losing to the Saints 38 to 31. So, <laughs> But anyways, I don't know why it's on my piece of uh, paper, my little note section right here. But hopefully it's not. Hopefully I wrote that down just wrong. Hopefully the Raiders win 31 to 28. So we shall see. Either way, week two, Monday Night Football, Saints, Raiders, in the new beautiful Allegiant Stadium. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us and write a review. We would really appreciate it. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. Yeah. Oh yeah, the wait is finally over. Football is back. Now you may not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. From self-help books to meditation, we work hard to find peace of mind. Xfinity Home helps you rest easy with a total home security solution. Installed by experts and powered by secure and reliable Xfinity Wi-Fi, you'll get 24-7 professional monitoring with fast response times and real-time alerts, like when doors and windows are opened. Rest easier with Xfinity Home. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash home security. Restrictions apply. Residential customers only. Requires compatible high-speed internet. Professional installation required.